Hello, everyone. Welcome, and this is We're Talking Jazz. I'm your host, Nick, here in the studio with your four Jag talkers. Chandler Cobb. Kevin Wyatt. Miles Joyner. Josh Cobb. Yes, and we're back from the unfortunate lightning strike, which killed our editing PC, which is what put the show on hold. Mm. But guys, so how has it been? <laughs> how are you all? How are the Jags? My, What's happening? Oh, man. My gosh. I mean, I, I thought that the lightning strike was going to kill the show forever between that and COVID. And <laughs> I mean, our, our world got crazier and crazier. And, and I thought I thought that at at worst, we were going to have a typical Jaguars offseason where we could, you know, pontificate about boneheaded decisions that Dave Caldwell made. And goodness gracious, we had so many bigger fish to fry. And, you know, I, I regardless of the product the Jags have put on the field, I'm just glad we're back. It's it's great to be back and great to be back doing this, doing this podcast because it doesn't matter how bad they are. It's a labor of love. I mean, back in April, football was definitely up in the air. People were like, well, who knows where this is going to go? Correct. Right. Like, we, we were like, we don't know if we're going to have children or, or <laughs> if we're going to be able to have bar mitzvahs. Or, Are we or ever going to be outside again? Will ah. there ever be quinceañeras? Mm-hmm. Actually, yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> they, that was up in the air, and it wasn't very sure if the NFL would even get a chance to play because other sports had been dropping out due to, like, players getting COVID, but then the NBA comes in and drops the bubble on people. And now that was a good thing because it gave a structure to another league thinking that they could get going without the uh, scare factor, what have you, of getting the virus for everybody on a team. So we we play it. We didn't really have an off season or preseason at all, but we're getting it. Like it's it's football still. So what has been some of that planning that you're talking about? Because we needed, we needed some work. God, we needed some work. Well, over. I think the smallest thing that they did was they just made Oakley made a face shield for the players that want to have one. You can put a shield in front of your mouth. It's not a mask, but it's Oakley, it acts. Though? Yeah, it's Oakley. It's it like acts designer? as yeah, designer yeah, face yeah. mask. It covers like the bottom half of the face mask now. Yeah, so it's I, like, I don't know. That's probably the first thing they did. I don't think that they they didn't create a bubble, the NFL. So like these guys are traveling from city to city. They're not they're not all in one city playing all these games. So they didn't do that. That's yeah, and it almost seems too like Doug Marone's one of the only head coaches that's actually taking seriously <laughs> the idea that you have to wear a face mask. Which you know, uh, he's a nerd. He's a square. Uh, and I mean, uh, these he, guys he, should be wearing like <laughs> Spider-Man Mysterio domes over their heads. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we should be doing whatever we got to do to keep paying these millionaires money to keep us entertained. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what this is all about. Pretty much. Just, yeah. just, just how much Doug Marone just follows the rules. He just seems like a, a normal guy. I was talking to one of my friends today. I was watching the game with and. We were talking about how the reason why Doug Marone is not a good head coach is because he's not a psychopath. <laughs> to, to, to be a good NFL head coach, you need to be so obsessed with football that you need to be borderline psychotic about it. And I, I don't get that sense from Doug Marone. You see that with Dan Mullen at Florida. Oh, I mean, you, you flip know? on. I mean, some, you see that with Pete Carroll. You flip on a um, football game and you see the stands filled with cardboard cutouts of Madonna, and mm-hmm. you're just wondering <laughs> who is this for? Right. <laughs> it's hard to make the argument that psychopaths aren't involved. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, and and two, I mean, when this season first started, 
because you know there's there's been so much fear with COVID. It, it attacked Major League Baseball as well. I mean, the Miami Marlins they had a couple players get it, and here I am thinking baseball is going to be canceled and the whole world's going to you know disappear into chaos again. And 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 lo and behold, you know, week one the Jaguars get a win, and I was actually more scared for the future of the planet when that happened because I'm thinking. The Jaguars start week one with a win, looking pretty darn impressive. The world's over. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> the Mayan gods are going to rise out of a yawning earth. It's 2020, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and, as, and as much as I you know, would love to see the Jaguars keep winning. these it, last, wasn't, it wasn't right. These Exactly. These, these last three weeks showed me, you know what? We're normalizing. The, the earth is healing. The Jaguars are losing. And, and, and gosh, I wish it wasn't like that. But so. lo and behold. Quick baseball segue, but um, the MLB, little golf clap to y'all. They just completed Hooray. their first year in five years where no one got caught saying a word that rhymes with Saget on camera. Hey, well, there we go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Cha-ching. Mm. Hey, boys. Not all bad news, 2020. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But back to the topic at hand. Yeah. I think that COVID, the biggest impact that it's had is to be prepared is the preparation for the season. Um, you have a lot of rookies that are coming into their first you know, year, and I guarantee you they would like to have had a training camp or like to have been able to be at the facilities in the offseason. With that being said, a lot of these rookies are starting their careers at a disadvantage in comparison to other rookies in years past. That's when it comes to football – the biggest impact on also changing the practice squad to where you can have more players this year in hopes that if somebody does contract the virus on your team, that that team can continue to play. I don't understand why you would do that and then have like somebody like the Titans or have Cam Newton be out or something like that and not be able to play. So I don't know if like, did they do that thinking that that's what they were going to do? And then when it came down to it, chose to not, follow through with that or was this part of their plan all along because of covid you have that bye week um not just in jacksonville but for the whole nfl it's been a change it's been a let's figure out how to make this work so we can continue to play but with that you're you're looking at variables that you're not going to foresee now i mean that's going to be something that you're going to have to hope that the nfl can move with like the punches you know for the rookies so. that you're talking, I mean, yeah, I think that they would, everybody would have liked, if I was a rookie, yeah, if I have more preparation before I have to step onto the field in my first NFL time, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I don't think that the rookie class of the NFL has really taken any any a step back from, no. they're lighting it up, all the rookies. Yeah. Even the Jaguar rookies look good. So it's like, I don't know how much COVID really affected the uh, preparation before the season for what the players they're, I don't know. They're ready. What I have seen, though, is like as a idea about the whole NFL is that defenses have struggled. So it's like there are just points getting scored out the ass in the NFL right now. And that's some people say that's the new philosophy of football. But I have to say probably that defenses would have liked that extra time. They have like to get it, their scheme oh, going. Yeah. Like, it's so much harder to play defense, too, in general. I mean, especially in the secondary. So we're getting like 45, 42 games in the NFL on the regular right now. And right. that's like what I'm used to is like 28, 17 games. Well, you know? I'm sure like that's a, going on, yeah. Right. But is hey. there any like, franchise that 
Like, I is there any franchise that like specifically you feel like dropped the ball amidst all of this? Because I feel well, like this was a real test of like upper management. The Titans, yeah, the, ti- the Titans and the Steelers. I don't know. It's too the early to say. Anything. Oh, just the Titans. It was just the Titans and Steelers are like, they're like oh, um, they're the only collateral team that's damage. Covid it out a week, so they didn't. They weren't able to play today. Oh, I think the, the, the Steelers. Daisied. Yeah. The well, pa- they're the actually Patriots being under. They're under investigation right now. The NFL is investigating the Tennessee <laughs> Titans to see if they were not following COVID protocol. Ooh. So there's a chance what does that, that mean? like a, I hope they, like, hit I don't, a fine. No, maybe a draft pick might get taken out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They start taking draft I have mixed feelings about it because you know, on the one hand, the Titans not playing today means that they didn't have a chance to lose. Which <laughs> yeah. any any time there's a chance they could lose. I mean, a Titans loss is almost as sweet as a Jaguars win. But they don't. <laughs> but but they get to go cold, and that's what we wanted the Titans because they were going on like a, a little winning streak. And exactly, a Titans loss right go, now yeah. is as rare as a Jags win. But like, it's not a Titans. Win today, though. So <laughs> I don't like right. this oh, thing, right. I hate them. I hope they yeah, all I, get I, sick. I guess, though, like on don't, that last yeah. topic, though, it, it does Have seem that the NFL, the preparation of, of teams, you know, despite all the social distancing and doing everything through Zoom, it, it's it's a microcosm of the rest of the world, the rest I mean, of Americans. I mean, uh, most folks that, that work in corporate America are working from home now. And, and they're, not for the tack- most part, they're not tackling one another. For the most part, it's fine. Yeah. Well, here's my whole thing fine. about I got two things Technique to say on that. way off. One, <laughs> when it comes to the, um, you know, preparation and stuff like that, think of how many injuries could have been prevented had the athlete had their body prepared like, like a normal season. I mean, we're going into this season, and I'm telling you, this has been the most injury-prone season of football that I have seen in the first three weeks. I mean, you're talking about star running backs. You're talking about rookies. You're talking about people complaining about the turf. I mean, and what is, I mean, I could I question that because I question did the people that are actually doing like the fields work are they are they allowed to be there? Like, are they allowed to do their job? Are they allowed to really manage the field like they normally would, or are they under? some sort of like schedule are they like oh you can only be here this time because then the football players come in and we don't want that to counter you know what i mean it's like, all that yeah. limbo time it's all that like are we even gonna go this year mm-hmm. should i even worry about working out should i just go on this vacation well right, you know and, i don't know and while we're on that topic i mean let's let's ended get up that we did play and it ended up that if you were preparing this offseason you made the right decision. I just am more concerned about we're this is week four, this. and there are going to be players that you've never heard of at the end of the season playing because of injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and and while we're on that topic, I mean, let's let's get to the injuries for today. I mean, today we we played a a Bengals team that, I mean, Leon Searcy said it best. He couldn't tell if we were playing the Bengals or the Chiefs, and uh, that that problem only <laughs> that 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 problem only compounded when you looked at the injuries that occurred today. Miles Jack, uh, C.J. Henderson with the shoulder injury, uh, Taven Bryan. Apparently, he was injured. Trey it doesn't Herndon. really matter because if he's on the field or not. It really Trey Herndon matter. was carted off the field. Indeed, right. Tyler Eifert entered concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it was uh, D.J. Hayden. It was Hayden that was carted okay. off. Yeah. So like. Yeah, Trey Herndon was uh, fine, but okay. Not I thought it was fine. like an ankle or something, but mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah, so, that I mean, could probably bug. be the factor right there. That mm. could be the real factor of which teams did their due diligence to so. gain depth because they're thinking everyone's going to get hurt this year. We kind of just jumped them in, you know. We kind of just were like, no off season, no preseason, just go, go boys. And it's like, 
um, okay, there's Saquon Barkley on the field. You mm-hmm. know, there's so-and-so on the field. And it's like, if you have depth, you've done your due diligence. So, yeah, I wanted to ask about this because I am an idiot when it comes to sports. And I understood how the Jags operated before. Like, 2017 Jags, I, I was like, we got, like, great defense. Right. Leonard Fournette's good for yardage. Right. Like, Every the now boat. and then, Bortles' legs managed <laughs> oh, to find a hole that's not that we didn't think was there. It's good enough. I get it. What is like 2020 new Minshew Jags? I don't. What is what is he's, the flavor? He's 27 for 40 today. Like what? what 351 is, yards. You mean like you mean like in terms points. of the coaching staff or like in terms of, of music like we dance to? Anymore, got you. Man. So I think the biggest tune that has changed is our offensive coordinator. Um, we actually have an efficient offense this year, and I don't mean that in the sense of I have to rely on my running back or I have to rely on my quarterback. More or less, the play calling that is being called this season is most definitely different from any other season that I've seen in Jaguars football, at least for the past like five years or so. I'd say like uh, John John Gruden, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden is a really brilliant offense coordinator, I feel like. And I feel like once we once this – offense starts to get a little bit more settled and starts to get a little bit more developed you have yourself a potentially are top we, five offense in the league maybe oh, yeah. are we going like deep well, or are we trying to like press like our like midfield game or like what's oh I mean, it's his whole approach i think like he, so it's just i think creative. he shat the bed yeah, this afternoon different play calling mm-hmm. i think his second half play ben calling was, was ass oh, personally Jay Gruden? Wait, yeah for jake gruden ass. this afternoon his second half play, play calling, calling wasn't not what like I first. wanted it needed it to be. Like, <laughs> no, Damn. just not executing. Well, there's yeah. two. There's a specific series that I want to get to. It's Gardner looking downfield for an excess of over five seconds, not being sacked and throwing the ball out of bounds. And this happened on back-to-back plays. This is mm-hmm. a second down and a third down. So, and so what they did, something. they That's just so they different. had great coverage. It's called a coverage sack. But that's a that's on play calling. That means your boys ain't running the routes tree correctly. I don't know. I don't make the play, I, but it's I like I will. I I definitely hear you, and that that series was frustrating. But overall, I'm gonna give Drake Jay Gruden all the credit in the world. I mean, the Jaguars have put up 27, 30, 13, and 25. Yeah, the Dolphins game was bad, but 25 or more right, points in right. three or four games right. three as a Jaguars a fan. That has seen. He's a, getting there. He's big, edging. Yeah, no, that that is seen an abysmal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh saying, we're saying we haven't gotten blown he's, out. He's getting right. to Todd Wash. He's getting to Todd Wash. Well, and and you know, no doubt, I, I'm going to get to Todd Wash. <laughs> but I, I want to, you know, we were all joking about listening to the last episode we put on the air last year, mm-hmm. and you know, one of Josh's takes, which gosh, it was so optimistic of him to think. That we would not have Doug a bright-eyed Jaguar. We would not have Dave Caldwell in the building, and you know we still do, right? Yep. I mean, they're still all here, and we got plenty of issues with that. But the one, the one coach that I think we all agreed last year was a hot, hot coach is Keenan McCardell with the wide receivers. Oh yeah, and what an incredible oh, match yeah. right now between Keenan McCardell with the wide receivers and Jay Gruden calling the plays. Mm. I mean, what they have at depth, I think no one predicted how dynamic and explosive that could be. Definitely, I mean, Keelan, Keelan, Cole, yeah. Keelan Cole has had a renaissance. Yeah, Colin Johnson, Beanpole. he hasn't made a lot of plays, but he's Our six foot six. 
He takes up a lot of interest on those DBs. And LaVisca Chenault, I mean, I don't even need to go into that. Anyone that's watching the Jaguars right now is hyped about LaVisca Chenault. He should be good. Yeah. I mean, overall, I, you know, a a couple of the folks on 1010 were saying they'd give the Jags, or Gardner Minshew, for that matter, a B uh, in terms of a report card grade so far this year. And, you know, I'd agree. I'd say, though, I cannot overemphasize if your offense is putting up more than 25 points a game in the NFL. Hold on. This is COVID NFL. It's COVID where NFL. 45 points a game it's is COVID. what's acceptable. Yeah, it's Everything's wacky. I'm just but saying. My, my point is, the is for the, for the first game, time so. in a decade, we have an offense that is good enough to win games. And yet, at the same time, we have the worst defense exactly. I've seen in 10 years. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> the worst. It's, ho- it's but horrible. But that was our thing. That was yeah, that's over. Well, that is all see, over. See, last year, or sorry, when we're listening to the podcast from last year, I actually accurately call no Tom Coughlin. I said they'll get rid of the old man. And when you did that, lots of uh, changes, not only like the COVID bullshit, but the changes that came with Tom Coughlin leaving this offseason was like, they got rid of a lot of people. We all watched that happen during the offseason. It was like, today the Jags release. Today the Jags traded. And it was like, okay, all I can think is like, they want to keep guys who are in the locker room that respect the philosophy of the coaches. But when you do that, that means you've got a whole like rookie defense, essentially. You've got second-year Josh Allen as your leader. Miles Jack, fourth year. Caleb on chase. And your secondary is just like young. It's yeah. just babies a bunch of babies in the secondary so oh, goo goo it's why God. it's why Four. what's happening this year it's why one and three is the record because it's like look these guys are they're just getting beat they're Re- just getting beat in the secondary yeah and in, in releasing Fournette is the only one that looks like it might have made sense but right. at the time it was the one i was most angry about right because they got absolutely nothing in return. They actually had something when they saw what they saw in James Robinson was like amazing. There yeah, was a couple of there was it. a couple of strong takes that we had in the last season. So like, you called that. We I called the corner thing. I think you said something that I was like, oh man, that's spot on for somebody who didn't know the future. You I know also what I mean? said so, Todd Wash might be the head coach. So. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <you did laughs> that was funny. That was really funny. Gang gang. <laughs> that no, was he won't ever be there. So, the the Fournette release made me so upset that I actually made posters advocating <laughs> for the firing of Dave Caldwell, and I put them up around Murray Hill and Riverside. <laughs> they lasted only a couple of days. One, I actually I, I, I took a, a picture of a clown and I cut and paste Dave uh, um, or Todd Wash's face. Um, <laughs> I would like to have had one yeah. of those. I got creative. <laughs> I'm not a creative person. <laughs> you you have I to be very so mad, mad to get creative <laughs> so much that you create. Mm. Wow. That's like a girlfriend or something. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> Ex-girl. Yeah. Well, guys, send in the clowns, I say. <laughs> what, what is the hope for the future? I think there's a... I think, jeez, get some... That get there some is veterans. a strong defensive veterans. In my heart of hearts... Wait, wait. Let's, let, let's put this all into perspective. Contextualize this, if you will, for me. Are the Bengals, when I was a child, the Bengals... <laughs> when I was a young When I was a young man, the Bengals were not a team. They were a joke. When he was a young warthog. And now we lost to the Bengals. So, so I'm forced to rationalize my life so that things are better than I think. Okay, um, so the, the, the Bengals... Oh, sorry, Mom. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Wait, all these guys got injured today. Like, Tyler Eifert got injured today. DJ Hayden... 
Uh, Hauschka got injured today, like or something like that. Chart got injured today at some, some point. No, really? Chart didn't. No. Uh, O'Shaughnessy, James O'Shaughnessy got injured because yeah, he was he in. And then Wingard as well got injured. Wingard was injured, but he's but he played. Yeah. All these guys got injured in like one day though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like you like we go out there That's and all we got. <clears throat> brutal game. the this lack like of preparation. I feel like is exactly <laughs> what leads us to this path of looking at an injury report and seeing like almost every person on there. And this is not just the Jaguars. This is not, the whole NFL. I know that it's like it's it's easy to claim everything is like fourth dimensional chess, but there's no one like who's using the injury report to try to like pull guys back to save them so that they can like use them in other uh, games or like weird shit like can't that. Not it, unless man. you're so far set up in wins Maybe Kansas City that could, you can, but I don't even think they're like doing that. that. But like, like nobody really there's does. There's no that. weird head games no. being played right now. Uh, no, no, not really. So, so <clears throat> to answer your question though from a minute ago, you basically were asking, are the Bengals good because they have never been good in your life? And is your entire life a lie? No, it is not. The Bengals, are they good? No, they are just an NFL team that has NFL talent on the offensive side of the ball that picks us apart slowly over um, time. I mean, let's give and, them credit, though. Like, they did get the number one quarterback in the draft. No I doubt. Mean, no doubt and Burrow the, is listen, going to be I a beast. When I was in seventh well, grade and I got my first kiss, the Bengals were a bad team. Well, <laughs> and, and I need that to be true. So here's my here's my point though I mean, is is the Jaguars in the in the first four weeks have allowed twenty thirty three thirty one and thirty three points. The first week it should have been twenty seven. They stopped the Colts at the goal line. This week it should have been forty because there was an interception that was miraculous by Miles Jack right at the goal line. So I, I really do think that it has nothing to do. It almost doesn't matter who we play offensively. The defense, the scheme is so soft from Todd Wash. It's so conservative. They keep rushing four. What scares well, let's re- me? Let's remember. Can I just say something sure. while you talk about the defensive mm-hmm. scheme? Mm-hmm. You guys know that Seattle jumped away from this scheme about four years ago when Gus Bradley left. Why are we still holding on to a scheme that the that the NFL has proven they've figured out? Yeah. I mean, if it was something that was efficient, wouldn't Seattle or, or at least Gus Bradley over there with the Chargers still be doing this? I don't, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lack of creativity. And the only reason why teams aren't scoring even more <laughs> points on us is because we are letting teams take five yards, seven yards, five yards, seven yards, dink and duff. We're not giving up a whole lot of big plays. And that takes time off the clock. If there was more... If there was more time, pass the rush teams maybe? would score a heck of a lot more yeah, points. Yeah, if there was a pass we're rush, we would be doing anything. a right. lot would we're be happening. Well, we're sending linemen, and that's the, what they do. The <laughs> scariest thing today is I noticed that they had more five- and six-man uh, blitzes today. Todd Wash actually started to blitz. But there was matter. no end res- But matter. the end result was the same. Only one sack on Joe Burrow, and it was because he fell down behind the line of scrimmage. He was not hit. The Bengals have allowed 14 sacks in the first three games. 14. Yeah. Today, zero. There is a difference. There is a shift when Taven Bryan is not in the game. There's a shift. I told you. We talked about this. That I three technique is not, is not does, something that you're going to, to see t- people get sacks. Because what they, have to be what they do is they put Hold this. They How put does this, Taven Bryan shift things? Um, he's shifting, shifting to, the, to the bad way in, the, in, a, in a bad way. He's, he's not good. He's, oh, he's poison. Oh, he's trash. He's, oh, he's, he's the he's Taven's the waste, Mister Almost Brian. Taven he's, Almost, he's almost the, got there. He's trash of trash. Ugh. I'd rather have trash than Taven Brian. Okay, 
they so they, they, he, they, they put this did? guy in. Who's who's a, who's fifty four man? Fifty four. I can't remember. Oh, um, uh, I can't remember. Cassius who's got. Marsh. No, it's not Marsh. Um, I don't know who this guy is. Fifty four, but he comes in at D tackle sometimes. Like it's something like it's like it's like Adam Goss. Gotsis. Oh, yeah. Gotsis? I thought Gotsis was 94. Or is he 54? No, Smoot is 94. Smoot is 94. Now you got me all confused. Yeah, true. All right, so it's Gotsis or whatever. Ross Matzik? See? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know, but they they put that guy in in where Taven goes, and it's automatically more pressure. They're collapsing the pocket way faster. I just don't see this guy actually doing anything ever. Yeah, Taven Bryan is... um, Jesus is a space filler from from what I see. I mean, the position that he plays is it's crucial that you're able to use your hands and have good technique to get through an offensive line to be disruptive. And when I see him come off the ball, I just see clearly you see a physical person. He's a big guy, but it looks like that's what Taven relies on. It seems like he doesn't want to take the step to become guy with his hands, you know, technique guy. And that's like, I don't know if that comes four years from now when he plays for a different team, but for the Jags it hurts to see that you think a player might have a philosophy like that because they're filling space. They just come off the ball, they just get blocked. And, I mean, when you said worst defense in 10 years, I have to agree because when I'm sitting there watching the day a sense comes over me where I see Joe Burrow come off the ball, two-step drop, five-yard completion. And I'm thinking, I've watched three different teams in three different weeks take three different offensive philosophies and shove them down the Jags' throats in three different ways. And it's crazy to me. That's how bad our defense is, is we don't know how to stop anybody's anything. Ryan Tannehill play-actioned us all day. We don't even know what happened with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That dude just came in here and kicked our ass. That was like a blink, and they were up. And then we get dink and dunked up the field today, and then we can't stop a wet paper bag. They're like also they're the also run. moving the ball. On What's us it gonna really be next fast. week? Someone just passes us. They right. air raid us like Mississippi State. Like, yeah, it's embarrassing that. to see how many teams can beat us in different well, ways. I'm curious, and, and, they're do, and they're doing it all under five minutes too. They're do, these yep. drives are like three fifty seven. Two like like five or, or two two forty nine nine That's plays. That's why he preaches from the like two thirty one five plays to get rid of Todd Wash because it's like this is horrible. You show no ability to stop anyone's scheme, and there's no creativity. It is it is seriously the exact same schemes they were running from t- two thousand seventeen onward. And I think the saddest thing of all is last year the rush defense was the most suspect, and this year they've kind of worked on it. They've kind of improved it, and yet. Joe Mixon today ran for what over 120. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he had zero he had like issues, and and he was on the injury report on Saturday. He wasn't right. even supposed to play today. I mean, yep, two so, touched, two touched. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, who's I, I, who's going to be starting with us on Sunday if these injuries are as significant as I'm thinking they might be? I mean, shoot. you're going to be pulling corners literally. My only off the practice squad I can make for them is that both guys that they got in the offseason to come in and plug the run for them decided not to play for the team. I, retired. I am, I am Gunter true. and Hood were both oh, yeah. supposed to be like <clears throat> yeah. those guys that were supposed right. to be the fatties. You know, it wasn't supposed to be Taven's Brian's job to play all three downs because he right. can't yeah, do right. that. Wow. But he was supposed to come in on third down type shit. That's right. That's but a no, great point. these guys can't play because of COVID Ziggy or Hood whatever. His name. Right. Something like that. And it's like we... It's just one of the things you add on like an unfortunate part of the list. 
but it's a big part of the list. I will say this though: if you ask risk your life for the Jaguars, if you (laughs) if you ask me whether or not I am as a Jaguar fan optimistic about the future, the only thing that makes me optimistic about the future is that there is fourteen draft picks next season. So, if you guys want to talk about opportunities where new players that could potentially be great come in and start their career here you need draft picks to do it you need to move up to get somebody you got the draft picks to do that there's a lot of things that you can do with about with 14 draft picks man you need another so defensive wait, optimism man we need another defense i wanted to ask you guys so right now the consensus is we have like a tissue paper defense oh yeah is one there, ply, sir. Is there one? One, <laughs> one, oh, one ply, dude. Don't come on. Don't bring me Scott. One ply. That gate. Don't bring me Scott. I'm talking about what you gas station at TP, bro. One ply. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When, Cut on your butt defense. Is there <laughs> any way we could fix this without? First, is there any way we could fix this without spending money? And do we have to spend money to fix this? And the, do we have the money to spend our way out of this? What would you do? Well, yeah, hell if yeah. If you had just Burger King coupons <laughs> and then expand outwards from there. So so obviously next season, oh man, everything's on the table mm-hmm. for free agency, for the draft. But for now, I think the only thing you can do because the same scheme isn't working, it's the definition of insanity. At this point, I want to see any creativity at all. I want to see more situations where corners are left on an island and you have exotic, crazy blitzes going on. I don't care who you have to bring, but right now the team has four sacks in four weeks. And that's not, not only is that not Saxonville, that ain't going to cut it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Calevon Chason has on his pads, on his thighs, it says Sack Guru. He needs to take those off. <laughs> he, needs, he, needs, he, needs, he needs to earn his sack guru pads. I mean, he seriously talks all this stuff about, I watched Dora the Explorer with my sister growing up. Swiper's still swiping. You're not swiping anything, dude. The only thing you're swiping is, I don't know, like Air. the chest of, of the offensive tackles. Yeah, you're being the backpack yeah. right now, and I, bro. I don't want to criticize too much. The he guy's a rookie. The, the, guy's, the guy's a rookie, so, and we're asking him to be Yannick Ngakwe. Exactly right. And But here's the thing that you have to understand as well, is that if we, we, we know this scheme. We've been watching it for five years. The one thing that I want to acknowledge is that in order for Yannick Ngakwe to get the sacks that he was getting, you had to have a Calais Campbell. That's right. And you don't have a Calais Campbell. So for me to even ridicule Caleb on Chasen, knowing that the defensive scheme has not changed, is not fair to him as an athlete. I just want to say that because you're not going to see him do anything if you don't have the big old monster in the middle set blowing it up. Oh, like, yeah. That's I mean, exactly I mean, what Taven, I was Taven Bryan is exactly the problem mm-hmm. on that defensive line. Right, and you, it's a first-round pick, too. That's what ticks me off more than anything. When oh, he's, and, and you could have found time, that guy in the third round. When he got picked, like, I knew the whole time his ceiling was Tyson Aluwalu. He was never going to be oh, any better oh, than Tyson Oh, that's a horrible Alu-Alu. ceiling. Tyson Aluwalu already looks better than him in Pittsburgh. Well, Tyson Aluwalu yeah. is still Tyson's playing. Killing. When you're asking us. I don't give Taven the longevity that Tyson's had in this league. When you're asking us what should be done or what could be done, and we're giving all of our opinions, I think – that it goes on to what both of you guys said, and I think it's we need to mix a veteran into this defense. Oh, yeah. A big veteran, mm-hmm. like a stud. Like what the Bears did when they went and sold house to get Khalil Mack type thing. Right. We need that on our defense. And you have the draft. Our vets collateral. Like, they I mean, just you don't, have they don't get things it. you can use yeah, to you get what young you guys want. don't have. These young guys don't have anything to look for. Like, they don't have anything to look to. 
And I think that could you be... You need that. I think NFL. that could be Miles Jack. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. Yeah, but they're he, trying. You need more than that. They're trying to... It, it is Miles Jack, but mm-hmm. Miles Jack is 20. He's still a young guy himself. Right. Yeah. He's not... Man, they it's need... The first, this is the first year in his new contract, correct? Yeah, and if you mix yeah. that up, you probably get better execution of Todd Watch's defense. The thing that I hate to bring back, but it's when the players are there, the defense, it works. The scheme works. We all watched it. It's, we all it's, watched it. Was that a different time? Those different were different players completely. Different that was a players, whole different yeah. defense completely. But those players were able to keep it and execute it, and they killed it. And they were really fucking good. So it's I, like, it just I makes know. me sad to have to know that Caleb on Chasen is probably feeling the same way that Jalen Ramsey felt in his rookie year, knowing that that's not what is acceptable to that particular athlete. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I like Jalen Ramsey or not, I know that he has a level that he perceives or he sees himself, ex, you know, being at. Yeah. I don't think Caleb on Chasen sees himself. I don't think Caleb on Chasen sees his career stopping at this level of play. I, I yeah, think that I there is going he's to be a, a champion, level right? of yes. There's going to be a level of progress, and everybody knows defensive end is a tough position. You don't. Ex, I don't expect a rookie to get ten sacks. I don't expect a rookie to get eleven sacks. The fact that Josh Allen did it just proves that he is that much of a monster and that crazy of an athlete. Understanding that he also had Calais Campbell there to right. he's great break things down and make that happen for him. Now, like really, Josh Allen yeah. is getting like the brunt of everyone's offense. And Caleb on Chase is now being weapon. perceived as somebody that maybe wasn't worth the first round pick. And it's like, guys, you're not even letting the dude breathe. Like it does make you wonder. Like, let's say we had Aaron Donald mm-hmm. right in the middle. Mm-hmm. How many sacks would Josh Allen and Caleb on Chase have? Probably, so I would at least put at it least all one or two out. You know, it all. You take a weight off my shoulders, I go make a sack. Then they're trying to block me, you go make a sack. Mm-hmm. It all works like uh, chemistry. For and me. another thing is is that if you have a good defensive line, the secondary has the leniency to grow. Because there is no defensive line, the secondary that's rushed in there, being that they're one, one-year player, rookie player, something like that, they don't have the ability to make the mistakes because you cannot rely on the defensive line to – cause any disruption the defensive line can't cause disruption the rookies the secondary cannot go out and do their job in fear that they're going that the quarterback's going to actually get the playoff and i think that's the biggest thing that we lost in all of this whole you know from 2017 thing was our the, the identity of our defense that we were fast and powerful and um i i think that they're trying to get that back but we're gonna I don't know. We're gonna have to try and do it in a different way, and we're, I think we're building. We, we're rebuilding that more than anything right now. Yeah, right like now. I have to yeah. be honest. Like his in the NFL, where everything turns so quickly, you're not being. You're three years out of 2017, bro. Mm-hmm. He's done. It's, that's yeah, over. Like, that's it. As like as much as I loved him and can respect him for that defense that he put on the field that mm-hmm. season, it mm-hmm. can't save you anymore, Todd. Right. Like you gotta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm with Kevin. You gotta Man. go. Yeah. It's gotta so y'all go. are pulling a metaphorical guillotine up in front of Todd Watson. Definitely, probably should have done it last yeah. season. I mean, but the thing is, is, I don't want him to go out like I want him to go out remembering the good shot. time. Was, you I know what I'm saying? I, like, <laughs> I want if, if we're gonna have a breakup, we're gonna we're gonna I, bring the we want him we're gonna to make put a PowerPoint resignation in first. You know, like put yours in. No, no, it's time to put Todd Washington side scroll. Like, no, seriously, it's time to put Todd Washington in prison. He's a terrorist. Tar and feathers. I've seen people go to prison for less 
<laughs> we yeah. have we have a mass incarceration problem in this country, and the fact that he's not in jail, how, what is it going to take to get JSO to plant Bro, cocaine on? I'll him? I'll just little, lock him up. Just a little weed bag in here to, like, to pull some boxing parlance into this. The ring retires you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any any time the ring you're is in a situation where the most juice, to use a football term, juice the the most juice on that side of the ball on the defensive side of the ball. Is Andrew Wingard? Every time, oh. every no, seriously, every time, every every time he makes a play, even if today he made a play and he got up and he was talking, he was talking, he was when he got but up. that was also defensive pass interference, so he probably should have been a little bit maybe, quieter. Maybe. <laughs> he gets up every time. He's got so much fire. Yeah. He seriously is like B Rabbit in in, in Eight yeah. Mile. Like <laughs> seriously, I, I feel like he's gonna be like everyone up in the three one three. Put nice. your hands up. Blah blah blah. That guy grew up to become I mean, an Eminem later. On. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. They call him Kid Rock. He looks like Kid Rock. I was always a fan of those new crispy M&M's. He's supposed to be like point. Joe D. Camillo's like ace in the hole, but now he's got to play starting safety because Jared Wilson got hurt, so he's getting exposed. He was our, he was the third highest tackler today. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not. I'm, I'm not going to. Five and four. I think the question now is, Five guys, points. is where, like, next week, like, what are what are our expectations? I mean, I don't have much, honestly, man. Like, I mean, thank God the offense have stayed healthy more than the defense, but we're playing against the Texans, man. Deshaun Watson is going to have a field day with this defense. Uh, we don't know that. They're what actually the they're defeated. Like? Uh, they're they're, they're worse than four. us. They're 0-4. Mm, they're sucking. Oh, the COVID Texans ain't nothing? They're having a tough game. Not very, the I mean, Texans are only bad because of the final scores. They're, they're, right. Yeah, they're, they're still better, in it every time. They're a better time. team than, than their record suggests. And, I mean, we still, at the end of the day, I say we have the worst defense, apparently, statistically. We have the eighth worst pass defense. We have the fifth worst rush defense. I don't care what those numbers say. We have the worst defense it is, in the NFL. Yeah, it I is, feel like it's it is, the worst. We have and, no ability Deshaun, to maintain a game. Deshaun Watson is going to look like the best quarterback mm-hmm. in the National Football League. You think week. Joe Burrow had a day? Yeah. 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 Now, now, Deshaun Watson is a veteran, man. He's not a rookie, and he's not... Dude, all I'm saying is is that you lose a game against Kansas City by what? Like a touchdown? How much did they lose that game by? It wasn't by much, I don't think. I they think were, they lost by a couple. But oh, really? Yeah. I, I, for some reason, feel like I remember yeah, watching that game Pittsburgh and them being like in it. You know, like like you're playing against Kansas City. Like you, you, you have the – you put it, to put it in a sense, Texans have not been obliterated by injury, and they have the players that they need in order to win. So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, don't think I don't think it's going to be a good day next Sunday for the Jags. I don't know. I think like as these men professionally go, they're gonna have to get it together one of these weeks. One of these weeks, our defense is gonna look <laughs> suitable. That's I mean, very like, DJ DJ Hayden uh-huh. said. Yeah, that I know it's hopeful, but week. it's also like <laughs> what it. They're professionals. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're young guys, and they look like shit like right now because of that. DJ but it's like, Hayden earlier in the week said, I have a feeling we're going to be better. Well, his feeling, feeling was false, and now he's hurt. As a player, I never want you to have a feeling that it's going to be better. I want you right. to know that it's going to get better. He like, didn't sound confident in the interview. He sounded like the black eyed peas is what he you know, I don't I, put Minshew out though. I like, guess I, I, I think the kids got too much moxie to be like, "Yeah, we're done for this year." Like, definitely not. We're four. Games I think in there's a lot of things that go into that also because I don't think that maybe Gardner Minshew 
coming into the season was thinking that because Leonard Fournette got traded and not knowing anything about James Robinson, not having an offseason, not really having a training camp, how if I was a quarterback and I was going into my first game knowing that the running back was an unrestricted free agent, I'm thinking that they're going to probably have me throw the ball 40 to 45 times a game. I'm thinking this is – I'm going to have to be the offense. And then you find out that your running back is just a diamond in the rough. And now, because of that, understand that Jay Gruden's probably changing his philosophy on what he thought was going to need to be done this season and is allowing the ball to be given more to Robinson and less in the hands of Gardner. Mm-hmm. And I I don't blame him for it. You know what I mean? Like – Still shit. coming down to O line, man. All day, I, every day. I'd be okay. I'd be okay with them giving Robinson the ball more. I agree. Like, and I like Gardner. I think that Gardner is still the answer. But let's be honest, man. Like, that's one of my first line items on my note sheet is right. the offense runs better through James Robinson. Yeah. Like let like like let let's think of the same way that we ran the offense with Leonard Fournette and put Robinson in there and just let him run that rock because he's good. He's proven it. I don't think anybody that watches football is going to say, oh, that guy's still got a lot to prove. I, nah, man, he can run the rock. Like, it's not he – do, he does a very good job. I want to I wanna transition and, and get everyone's opinion on Doug Marone's management of the game. And uh, specifically, I, I, you know, I want to talk about, you know, his decision to not defer, to take the opening kick. But also, I, I want to talk about some of those decisions. Uh, there were two fourth and twos where the first time Doug Marone opted for a 48-yard field goal missed by Rosas. Uh, the second time was right before the end of the first half. Ball at about, again, the two-yard line. You got six seconds. You decide to kick the field goal instead of go for that punch. Uh, thoughts? Well, can I, I hate say- when he does that, dude. The- it, it reminds me of the Texans. It reminds me of every time. I'm sorry, Josh. No, you're good. Sorry. Every time last year or, or the year before, where he where he would we, we would get down to the wire at the end of the game, and he literally just throws it on the line instead of trusting his defense. I think that was another reason why they like lost trust in him. People on the defensive side lost trust in him because like f you, you don't believe us. I got I can add on to that. Back whenever in 2017, where prior to Coughlin coming in. My mentality that Coughlin was coming in to help Doug Marone learn how to coach better. That was my mentality. That was my approach because I was thinking, you know, if Doug needed somebody to like, all right, we got a fourth and one. What do I do here? Let me go to Tom. Tom's won a Super Bowl. He would know time management. He knows what to do. I think of that. And when we got Tom, I was happy. I was fine because I was like, finally, he has somebody to go to. Now I'm sitting back where I was in 2017 wondering – does this guy need somebody else, another coach, to go to to run to filter things through? Is is this a head coach that can make his own decisions? And without me either giving him the benefit of the doubt or having somebody else to look at as, oh, that's that's the guy he goes to. I, I don't know if he's the right answer for Jacksonville. I mean, I- yeah, I mean, yeah, that that like bold leadership quality that. You know, you ride or die. I mean, Pete Carroll got so much flack for throwing that screen, that, that short pass in the Super Bowl that got intercepted. But, you know, Pete Carroll, he, he stuck by that decision. He was bold. He was confident. He always has been. And I've always admired him as a coach for that. And it seems like Doug sometimes just is kind of doing stuff, you know. And, and <laughs> Can I drop a bomb on you guys yeah. real quick, mm-hmm. intermittently? Every now and then, I'm reminded – 
that we let Doug Marone continue to be our coach. Like every now and then when it's like, I'm like, oh yeah, Doug Marone is still our coach. Cause I remember, I remember the end of last year when everyone was like, let the door hit his ass on the way out. Like, yeah, let the board, let the door shatter his damn tailbone on the way out. Get him out of here. Give yeah. him the bums rush. And then I think, oh yeah, he's still our coach. <laughs> Well, and, and How's yeah, he faring? yeah, I, 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 I'm not a, I I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of Doug Marone, but I do think he, he does bring the locker room together. And I think the guys rally around, around him and I think they want him to succeed. I mean, that's, that's obviously not good enough to keep him as a coach, but you know, well, some of, of the decisions he made and, and the reason I brought this up, you know, some of the decisions he made today were kind of classic Doug Marone and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. And I disagree with Miles. Uh, what he said a minute ago about you got to trust the defense. No, not anymore. Not anymore. No, no, no. That, then that's that's what I'm saying. I was saying then, like that year after. That's what we were thinking. That's what we were thinking. Oh, okay. He should have trusted the defense. So now yeah. I don't. Now you right. kick the field goal. So you, yeah, you so, kick the field goal. Well, no, I mean now <laughs> now points on the board. No, and that's you don't what trust Doug the defense this year. I am I am at a point where that first fourth and two. You know, first of all, you got a kicker you just signed off the street, so that's the first like reason not kick a forty-eight yard freaking, field goal. Like yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I but, but also, I mean, like in his audition, time, guys, you know, the, yeah, time, <laughs> time and time again, this this defense has shown his they cannot out. do anything. We're at a point where I don't want to punt if possible. Right. I want them to go for it on fourth and short right, right, right. as much as possible. And right before the half, I was telling my friend this today, like, and he was saying, "I'm glad we're taking the points." I disagreed with him profoundly. If we can take a seven-point lead versus a three-point lead before the half, that changes everything. It does. And we were that close. But we that there's close. also one Boomer thing that bust, I want to say. The not, us being Jaguar fans, we are predisposed to being overly naive when it comes to stuff like this. Everybody thought that Tom Coughlin leaving was going to be this massive change that was going to create, you know, okay, well, now that the in, now that the issue is gone, we can actually see these coaches. And it's like, no, that's not. Yeah. That's not the case at all. I mean, oh, like, it's those, funny if how... Those, if those two fourth downs are converted, that's potentially 14 points. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between the game. Kevin, it sounds like you're saying they need a fake punt, Joe D. <laughs> let's go! Yes, Joe <laughs> D. Camillas punt, all day. Uh, let's Bring do that stuff. fake punt out, baby. Yep. That's nice stuff. But I, like I, I mean... Sorry, Miles. Well, I was just going to say, piggybacking off Josh, it's like when Coughlin left, man, we got soft, man. And we're this is a soft team now one with, ply with, 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 one ply yeah dude like one ply and but, it like kind of got rained on a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucked up um yeah this, this is a very soft team and i don't i don't see it i don't know i don't see it getting this year. i'm more so in the defense though that's what we're really talking about i mean about. shoot another statistic i wrote down that shows that one ply this team has allowed 500 yards or more in three of the last eight games Oh, that's, that's not, don't that's, tell me numbers like that. See, but that's defensive coordinator, though. That's unforgettable. That is a, that's, <laughs> that's something a that when you that's look on it. Exactly. You just committed hate speech about me. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, so you, you look at that, game? you look at that, and you say that that's to me, 500 or Kevin, more. and then I say, why haven't we made the change then? Like, where, why haven't there, why hasn't there been a defensive coordinator change then? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's. That's friends. ridiculous, dude. Yeah. I, so, so Tony Khan is running analytics, and uh, clearly Tony Khan is doesn't care. I don't know. I think he's too busy focusing on Fulham and AEW stuff. AEW, he loves his wrestling, yeah. and he's making good money he on it. But did you guys see child. Fulham? Fulham is like only won one game. I yeah. think that they're 
they're not looking too hot either. It's like Shad Khan, you know, I don't think that Shad Khan, I mean, being a billionaire, you go and buy something and then you just watch the money <laughs> grow, right? Like, he's not Tell really him. a sports guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that Shad Khan's out there, you know, watching ESPN at home. I think he's probably watching, like, C-SPAN or some shit. <laughs> what he watches, he's you know what I mean, though. Like I don't Jones. think well, that he, his, he, he is a sports guy. Yeah. I mean, he talked about growing, going to cricket matches as a kid, loving <laughs> cricket. <laughs> cricket. We're talking about you're talking about soccer and American football. That's what you own, and the memory that you want to pull up in sports is a cricket memory, right. dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You get what point. I'm saying? Like I mean, I don't know if it, like that was a good match. A that sports year guy, between... you know, a sports guy is not going to be like, oh yeah, man, that cricket, cricket match cricket back in heavyweights, the day, like, that three day match, man. Yeah. I always figured when you became a billionaire, you get access to some like secret TV channel that regularly. <laughs> That's just like billionaire you type network. Six 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 into your remote and dial up noise comes out of your TV and you're communicating with like Bing. Satan. This is the so, billionaire channel. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the billionaire. There, channel. there is one specific thing, and, and I know we've brought up all kinds of things, but there's one specific thing that I wanted to sound off about, and and you know make sure that. Just see how we see where we all stand on this issue. But are you sick of pretending about something? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Oh. Doug, Doug Marone does something, and he does something constantly that drives me up a effing wall. Mayonnaise bologna sandwiches. No, not that. Okay. Okay. Doug Marone, and and we know this because the Jaguars are usually losing <laughs> in the last two minutes of a game. That's what drives me. He does this <laughs> thing. He does this thing where. If there's an opportunity to take a timeout just before the two-minute warning, he doesn't do it. He waits for the two-minute warning, and then he uses the timeout after. And that makes absolutely no sense to me. I agree. I'm a classic proponent of Why? use the two-minute warning as a timeout. As a timeout. As a it's his own timeout. I do it to him on Madden. He gets like, he's like, Why? what's going on the, with that? Okay, so, so it seems like... Because Doug Marone, all right, there was one thing he did that was very new age, right? He's a cool kid on the block. He went for two when the team was down by eight. That's a new analytics thing where everyone's obsessed with going for two when you're Ooh, down by eight. I agreed with that. But, and I agreed with it too, okay? But here's the inconsistency. Wouldn't the analytics suggest that you call a timeout before the two-minute warning so you have two timeouts? Yeah, you make... You, you create your own timeout. I just don't understand. I, it's flabbergasting. It's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at the end of the game, we had eight seconds on the clock. When, yep. Before that onside kick. Yep, right. If he had called a timeout before, on. we would have had more time. Well, the irony of <laughs> it is is that if you think that those decisions are, which, I mean, they definitely aren't smart decisions by our team, but you're also not seeing other head coaches do those kinds of things. To use a like, banker term, right. that's you know what I mean? Like you don't see You don't see Kansas City's head coach making dumb coaching moves like that. You don't see New England Patriots. You, you don't even see... Tampa's new head coach making stupid time decisions like that. Are you that. calling and, and him that's, good and that's, that's that's what drives me. That's what drives me bonkers. Is like we can't even make those decisions right. correctly. The decisions that are supported by analytics, that are supported by football, studying football. I don't study this every day in my life like he does. Most people would have done what we just discussed: call a timeout before the two-minute warning. And Doug Marone, time and time again shows that he's not capable of making that very simple decision. You're sure this isn't fourth-dimensional chess, as it often is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some crazy new-age thinking that suggests... I don't know. I he's don't know. He's getting in his opponent's head. Wherever that white paper exists. <laughs> he's doing exists. the thing that yeah. they don't expect. Chandler's right. Doug just he's wants another bologna yeah. mayonnaise sandwich. Bro. 
And that, and that goes back to my earlier point. Doug Marone is not a psychopath. That's why he's not going to be a good head coach. You have to be a psychopath <laughs> a to be a good head coach in the NFL. I think I'm worried most about which this is way too early to say this, but writing on the wall is probably that they can't bring this man back next season. I'm worried that we don't oh, make the right. Back. I'm worried that we don't make the right decision after that. Either. You would you want Jay Gruden as your head coach? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. I would. See, that's okay. the, I don't think that's the right decision. Why? No, next year, Doug Marone is going to be the head coach, and Dave Caldwell is going to trade LaVisca Chenault for a ninth rounder somehow. <laughs> like, it, right. That's just what happened. We're going to like expect him not to be No, there. it's going to be James be like, well, Robinson has great draft shot. capital now. Let's go ahead and get another third rounder, guys. This is our third attempt at a, at a, at a uh, rebuild. Third. With, with the with same, Caldwell. with the same GM. In, oh yeah, another, some leniency, man. Yes. That is unbelievable leniency on the owner. Like Shot like, Khan uh, is like, literally like. I like Dave Caldwell. I mean, choices. Dave Caldwell is a, is a Mets fan. Maybe yeah. he's trying to make the Jaguars it's not like Dave the Mets. Dave Caldwell's job know. to coach them. It's Dave Caldwell's job to say this is a guy who's. This is Dave Caldwell's job to call out Doug Marone when can he's we, not the can guy. Can we all agree that in the last three games, fundamentally, they look horrible? Especially on the defensive side, fundamentally, they're not breaking down. They're not setting their setting their feet right, making these tackles. They're getting driven on. These guys look horrible as yeah. players. They not, look like the worst. You know team. what I mean? Like yeah, they look and, like the worst and defense. And therefore, for sure. them looking like a horrible team, well, like, especially defensively. And you know that that doesn't make Gardner Minshew or any of the offense look good because any time that you have to have a shootout, you know you, that both defenses did not do yeah, good that day. You're riding on high numbers, right, right man? Right, it's right, like you're not. Right. Like that means that Gardner Minshew not only has to play well, he has to play lights out to stay in the yeah, game. Yeah, you're giving him no leniency. If, you're right. giving him a, no. And then the criticism falls on him. And, and then what do they do? They go draft. And then what do they do? They go draft a quarterback. <laughs> and so it's like you waste it. There you go. There you go. Wasting your first round pick on a quarterback when you had one. Don't ask me your mind for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I just watched that like two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. No, that's that. That's wow. That is Dave Caldwell. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, I mean, David, Dave Caldwell does have the ability to say, "I don't think that Doug Marone is probably the guy for this team." Right? As the GM, as like the like, you have a call. We never know down here, man. Down yeah. here in Duval. That's true. I don't well, know because, either. Like, I don't know. Like, just like local politics here, everything's under wraps. You don't really know what. Does it go is. through like? Shod first, and then Shod decides to pull the trigger on who's the head coach. I don't and if know, that's but the I have case, this, I have why this. are you giving why are you giving the owner so much like power when the guy, in my opinion, really is not a sports guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're asking him to you're asking him to fill the position of a head coach when he's going to fill it with anybody. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's not a that's not an issue to him. He's trying to sell jerseys. Right. Like he's trying to he's trying to make money. He's not beers, trying baby. to win. Yeah. He just wanted Len- a chance to be part of the Len- league. Lenny, Lenny like, Curry demolished the landing without a plan. Shad Khan bought the Jaguars without, without a, plan. a plan. Right. That's Jacksonville That's tradition. Jacksonville. Yeah. That is our tradition. That is what it is. We're going to hire a coach. A oh, yeah. tomorrow without they're... Plan. Leave me. I do everything without a plan. Tomorrow yeah. they're yeah. announcing the groundbreaking for Lot J. Oh, really? How about yep. it? Tomorrow? About time. Yep. Good, good, I saw good, that on good, good uh, City of Jack's Twitter. What are they gonna Ke- like? Hey, Kevin, are you still going to take the like a sledgehammer and just Went like the hit the one. parking lot? You and didn't be like, go okay, to the good. last. They got the last the game the announcement. 
Um, so, yeah, actually, I was going to say, they just announced recently that the contract expired for the people who are supposed to rebuild the bridge that they just tore down behind the stadium. Well, they didn't tear oh, down the bridge. Well, they're not, they tore they're, down what they're doing is they're t- yeah, they took down the connector. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a like connector. The heart, bridge, the heart bridge is still there. I know. It, it's not, and it's not even... It doesn't even actually change or impede the traffic flow. It doesn't. I still like, take it's unnecessary, it. almost. I do, too. <laughs> But they um they had a company that they hired to like build the mm-hmm. replacement and then the contract expired because the city was just like didn't file the paperwork fast. It was enough. because they couldn't get the budget through. Yeah. Their budget was but they have a budget now, so that's great. Like their budget is through. It's a little high, I think, but it's always high. Through. It's a scam. It's All construction is a scam and money laundering. Um, for for those listeners that are not in Jacksonville, if you want to see a city that has bold ideas that never get implemented. Yeah, we've Come been doing to Jacksonville. <laughs> you will see an aquarium into a, gla- into you, a grass field. You, you will see <laughs> so many renderings, so many renderings, but nothing. How nothing sick would that turn into another park? The aquarium would have been sick. <laughs> Yo, we made such beautiful renders of that aquarium dude. that ended up being a grass field. These yeah. architects that make these grass models, field that you dude. can't even walk on right now. <laughs> I almost want to like make a meme, like it's like just like the aquarium rendering, and it's like mismatched with like a new era and it's like Mike what is Malarkey that fading meme that's like Gabbard. it's there and then it just starts the to same thing. disappear with every like <laughs> clip like it's just like like Jacksonville residents gather at the Cummer Museum to admire the model of the aquarium that wasn't built and everyone's just like oh you're showing your kids now that's it. art <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, really? It was going to be right where the landing was. And it's yeah. like, yeah, now there's nothing. There. Just imagine that at like the, the Visit Jacksonville area downtown. They're I'll like, be honest, though, we guys. Almost this, built is an aquarium. Best, this is one of the best places to lose. We'll teach you how to. Like, get if, stuck. You're, if you're not from here, you can get like, stuck. If you're in the military and you come here and like, um, you know, you never, you don't yeah, lose you like that. Stuck, or if you're on a football team and you come here. You know, for to play for us, you're going to lose. Like we all lose here. Like this is some of you people don't know about a post-loss yeah. nap. But Ooh. they fill in the blank oh, right man. there, dude. When you're yeah. feeling, down. you know, the craziest thing about the first yes. couple back to the landing you're right. is that the landing to me, I have memories of it as a kid, and I love that. But I also have memories of somebody shooting up an arcade and having the national media be here for fucking four days, talking about how bad the city is and this and that. From they don't even live here, they don't know anything. They've never stepped foot within this city, with want- the exception of covering a murder. Yeah, that's like so. I mean, I, the fact that it's gone. And you want, I'm kind of okay with that. You want Todd Wash to go out on a high However, note when you just described how your beloved landing went out. Hold on. Memories of murder and Well, no, I'm just saying like you have to combine the two. They're, like I combine if you want to bring it back to Todd Wash, I will always have great wonderful memories of 2017. <laughs> However, right now we're kind of like we are the field right now. Right now he's the he's the barren land that's out there. And another thing about that. I thought that Vistar had something to do with not with no development. It turns out I was completely wrong. Hmm. They're actually looking for somebody to fill that like area. I'll fill so it. So Vistar is like trying to get the city might not be doing it, but Vistar is trying to get some like a developer to like come in and like build. So, that's pretty dope. Someone's trying. Nice. I just yeah. run through it now. When I take my runs down the <laughs> yeah. fucking Laura Street, I just yeah, I stick you, you my ever, arms out as far as I can. Yeah, and yeah. I run through, going wee woo wee. That's woo, exactly. Wee, woo. Once I get to the field, I kind of like start doing an airplane thing. <laughs> yeah, start running through it, making. Do you ever know. do you ever run through it with uh, vibrant, fun memories of Club Paris back in the day? <laughs> Wait, no. There, Wait, there, <laughs> there used to be in the in the landing in Jacksonville. There used to be a, 
uh, a Paris that was or excuse, Paris, Paris, it was <laughs> a club a club that was themed after Paris Hilton. It was like a teen club. We might have Whoa. zoomed in yeah. a little too far. <laughs> we did. We did. Now you're bringing back nightmares of Jack. Here's These are the, the point. Don't bad move memories. Here. Or do. I don't know. It, it's uh, fine. Best place to lose. Football down to childhood memories of a store in a mall that is no longer there. The moral of the story is you get okay with losing here. The moral of the story is never give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But being a Jaguars fan is like, it's like heating up your last packet of ramen noodles, but you forgot to put water in it. <laughs> you put that, you put that thing on one hundo. Yeah. Three and a half minutes. Yeah, exactly. You don't you, like, when <laughs> like I can't wait. I'm not going to starve this time. And then bam, <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's being a Jaguars fan. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, and you eat it anyway, though? You eat it anyway, and oh, you're like, yeah, "Can I get some more, so please?" Like, <laughs> exactly. you just drink water. Yeah. Have any of you ever? It's the worst mistake. It's like one of the like they they say the kids kids need to learn how to take risks, and I think one of the most obvious deterrents to that is: Has any of you like when you were growing up made cereal and you ran out of milk, so you were like, "Maybe I'll just put a little bit of water in there," <laughs> and like. I don't know if anything will ever take you down. Not your first breakup, not getting (laughs) fired from your first job. Like the feeling of like a mouthful of cereal with water. (laughs) It's like there's no God. I thought that at nine years old, I looked in the mirror and I said, there's no fucking God. (laughs) What kind of a sick... Twisted game when we play here. <laughs> so a quick 180 from nihilism. Um, how about some kudos today, huh? How about some Who kudos? Some? I'm gonna start off with Lavishka Lavishka Schnault. That's my kudos for today. I like today. that one. Nice yeah. kudos. He looks just very cool. You know, when I see him on the sideline, I'm like, hey, this guy looks like my kudos. My kudos would go the to part. Miles Jack today. Okay. Yeah. I think that that interception is gonna be a highlight reel for quite some time i mean that was pretty impressive man mine is gonna go to spinner james robinson oh, absolutely. that's a good one um he's getting at least three to four yards every carry oh man yeah he's and playing that is what we want when you want to see turnaround that's what you want to see bro you can guarantee me anything just guarantee me anything i don't care what it is i'm i'll take it i mean to cover all the bases mine's dj chark Absolutely. That's a that great one. The rest, that's the gamut of anybody that did anything on the field today for us. Thanks, Taven, Two for nothing, dude. Yeah, DJ Chark, after the game, he he talked about, you know, he talked about how he's, he him and the players, they see all the negativity. They see it on Twitter. They see it on Instagram. And and he was, you know, he to, to his point, he was saying, you know what? Forget that. That doesn't matter. What matters is I'm putting my body on the line for the other 54 guys on that roster. And He's let's hope be our that best that speaks volumes to the defense in hoping that they can maybe, like, up it up just a notch. Yep. I mean, something, man. You see this guy out there doing that? You want to go out there and play good, right? DJ, I mean, DJ Chark got me just so fired up. That last touchdown, he came up, and he was yeah. passionate. He was very passionate. He was, like, talking to the <clears throat> crowd or something like that. He's like, waving his hand or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he was he 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 was really lit on that one. He was. Oh, he yeah. was lit. Yeah, he was lit. And, and yeah. I mean, Gardner his toe Minshew, drag was a beauty. Oh, but the toe drag that <laughs> oh, that yeah. that, that touchdown was incredible. But incredible. In, in Gardner Minshew, I mean, you know, he's generally a kind of serious guy until there's a score at the end of the game. But mm. he just looked 
depressed today. He looked. I don't blame sad. him though. I can't blame him, man. This is so, not what anybody expected. I showed I showed Chandler this thing, man, um, while we were watching the game, and it was uh, like a small compilation of how many times you know Gardner Mitchell got hit during the Dolphins game, and like, I, and I when I say hit, I mean like blatantly hit. You know, well after the ball was thrown. Uh, there's times where, you know, a guy went for, like, his helmet and brought him down by his fucking head. I watched he, the defensive uh, lineman for the Bengals crawl over him. Today. Yeah. After they right, sacked right, him. Right, yeah, right, they right, crawl right. over him, and we get nothing from the rest. And so, we get and nothing. So, On that right. disrespectful-ass shit, we get nothing. Gardner right. gets nothing. And so, to conclude, you know, I think he's I think he's just really tired of, of, of the disrespect, man. Like, he is getting it. What maybe other quarterbacks had to possibly deal with. Maybe Boat had to deal with it. Maybe Gabbard had to deal with it. I don't know. Chad Haney, all these boys. Yeah. But yeah, probably had and to deal with something like that. Like, especially like getting knocked around. Definitely had to deal with that. But I think he's like, I don't know, it's getting to him as a young guy. Well, and that's, um, you know, that makes me want to think just because of how Gardner Minshew's entire life has gone. He's been told his entire life he's too small, he's too this, he's too that, doesn't have the arm strength, he's not going to make it. And then he, he was the suddenly the starting quarterback at a major high school. His freshman year, he took the job and he never gave it up. It's a good title for a show. He gets to, <laughs> yeah, he gets to college. Nothing. Goes to junior, junior college, goes to East Carolina, struggles to find some playing time, and bam, took the job at Washington State. He went through hell, hell and back to get that job. And in Jacksonville, always going through that hell again. But what has he shown time and time again? This man rises like a phoenix in the ashes. And I'll be damned if he doesn't do it again. Because if he doesn't do it again, well, that's just sad as hell. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, but I, I get my point. My point is, is like, he's the most inspiring, interesting character we've ever had. And despite being one in three, God, I, I would not want to be one and three with anyone other than Gardner Minshew. Mm. That's beautiful, well man. Said. You should write that on a bathroom stall at the stadium. Yeah. Like, seriously. Someone might need to read that. Yeah. But I mean, Le- Leon Searcy. Instead, he just carves in, like, fuck you, Titans, or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fucking He's just Titans. like, yeah. Leon Searcy tonight on the air, who he's known for, I mean, he has the hottest, most crystal clear takes that he identifies with the average Jaguars fan in ways that I think so many people on 1010 and others just don't really highlight. And, you know, he said tonight, he said, you know, in 96, when he got there, they were three and six at one point in the season. And they ended the year nine and seven. They made the playoffs. They beat the Broncos. They went to the AFC championship. And, his point was, because Leon Searcy recognizes as well as anybody, the dumpster fire, the dumpster fire. But he did articulate, Leon reminded us, that three and six, all the media, everyone was saying, the Jaguars will not win another game this year. They are that bad. So that's the thing that keeps me going. Leon, he inspired me tonight. Very early in the season. He brought me back. He brought me back from the brink. So they went on. They went on to. They went on to probably having like a like a six game or a five game win streak or something like that, or maybe even four or whatever. Yeah. But they won like what seven or 
six more games. Yeah, they won six of their last seven. Right, right. Six and of really, their last seven, you should right. say eight of their last nine. Right, right. Well, <laughs> well excluding postseason, but right. but to get to the postseason, that's what they did. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's possible. I mean, hearing Hopefully hearing Leon talk, six, so. I want him in the building. I want him on the coaching staff. That would be cool to I, have I want him a coaching realist the offensive like him. line. Oh, absolutely. That would be so good. Or, or Tony Baselli. I would, would like really Tony see, to be in there, too. Really see, but really be I don't cool think to see he'd Tony do it. Baselli I think he likes commentating out. better. Because he, he, I mean, he, he spoke in this calm way that was yet authoritative that made me want to run through a brick wall. I saw and this. And I'm a guy that's had two hernias, and, yeah. and I can't do that. I mean. Whoa. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, <laughs> two? Two, yeah. You're a young guy. I know. Genetics, I saw, uh, they're fun. I saw, Tony I saw Tony Baselli talking crap to, what's the name, Taylor? Uh, from the Dolphins from back in the day? What's his name? Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor, thank you. Yeah, yeah dude, on, on that Dolphins game. like He, he looked like a dog. <coughs> who, Jason Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. Fins he looked, he, well, he <laughs> he looked like, like a, a Miami head, guy. Dude. He looked like yeah. a guy from Miami. He, like it was a, he uh, was a Dolphin. Man, right, I love ahead. it when players look like their mascot. Like yeah. Chris Bosh looked like a Raptor. Yeah. Any place for the Raptors. It's awesome. You think Lamar Jackson looks like a Raven? Kinda. A little bit. Kinda. Yeah, he kinda anyone? does. Is there anyone uh, who looks like a Washington sports team? <laughs> <laughs> the Washington sports team that's looks a, like the Washington sports team. Funny thing that, you know, everyone like so much chaos is happening. So many so many places are literally on fire or like collapsing into the earth that Washington DC is just kind of like getting away with this right now, yeah. <laughs> like kind of just slipping by, without getting I think the noogies that they deserve. <laughs> this is because this is a noogieable offense if ever there were one. They yeah, should right. get, they should be having their underwear stretched <laughs> over their foreheads, <laughs> like getting shoved in lockers with their backpacks tossed in ditches. <laughs> <laughs> you saying they should choose a team name? Yeah, they just should just pull off the band-aid and get it over just with. Choose something? I, I agree with that. I just feel like th- that everyone is so distracted with like the the bizarre nature of the fractured reality we live in that in a normal year, in a normal calendar year, everyone would be making fun of them right now. I, I hope they reach and into the treasure trove of minor league baseball and just yes. come up with the most insane, Give me ridiculous team name. Give ever. me something. Yeah. Did the Mud Biscuits or something. <laughs> Dog, <laughs> yes. Call yourself yeah. the Mud Pies. The That'd be great. This is kind of off topic. The Washington I, Crab I, Cakes. I noticed. They call themselves the Washington Bloodsuckers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Vam- Washington money. Vampires. <laughs> I noticed something today when the camera panned over James O'Shaughnessy. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but James O'Shaughnessy looks like Taven Bryan. Like he looks Weird. like Taven Bryan decided to get his life together and like <laughs> lose some weight and you know look a little better for the wife and, Ooh. and Ooh. <laughs> just. Ooh, these punch up. The ref's gonna get you for punching below the belt on that. <laughs> so, you guys have a prediction for next week? Guys, don't make me go back into the bunker. Don't give me. Don't tell me that the season's gonna be a blowout, and I have to just put earmuffs on and wrap, <laughs> up, put my head in a brick of concrete, and say la 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 until next year. Are we at home? Maybe. Are we on the road? I don't think that matters. I think it does. I, I say we got a chance if we play at home. On the road, the Texans are gonna spank us next week. Say like. I'm not going to put a score out there because I don't know what it's going to be because there's such a wide variety of scores that I could think of. But I know that we are going to lose. If I had money to bet, I would bet that we would lose. Oh, my God. 
No, Jags always win in my heart. My heart. There you go. Got to win. Go, All right. The, we're going to hit them with some left brain shit they've never seen before. We're going to eke out a win, 21-14. Okay. Yeah. That's what about my, you, Miles? What are you thinking? I I would seriously bet my mortgage that it's not going to be 21-14. to 14. Uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Hey, but I, I love the optimism. I really hey, do. Hey, I you know what? I, I'm playing with hot dice. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, what's your take? Um, we're predicted to. We got like a 33 percent chance to win, and um, that was Trump's chance in 2016. <laughs> Guess anything can happen. Um, it's not. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're going to pull one out, man. I think You don't think it's a rabbit in this hat? N- no. No, 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 not at all. Come on. I really don't, dude. Magic magic's not good enough for this defense. Magic <laughs> will not help this defense. They're so down yeah, on the number can't line play both sides of, of the defense. Ball, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm going 38-24 Texans. Hmm. Um I think the Jaguars keep losing until they don't. Yeah, I, but I will say that we do score some points. I think we're going to be in there around that 20 range yeah, like we, we usually that. are. We do that. We'll do year. that. We'll just get spanked on the other side of the ball. So, Yep. I, I don't know what to say. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that sounded like like we just all went into like a psychiatrist like office. And they, we've just been spilling the beans. And at the end of it, they're just like, oh, yeah. 34 I don't such know a what good to number, say. I would say 35, though. I'd say the Texans score like. No field goals, five, like is there seven. A point when this is all just or like five touchdowns, AI? rather. Like you just like ask Google who's gonna win, and Google's like, do yeah, you? I, I actually like Google. It runs like, all the, the analytics. It runs like thousands of stats. It runs like the a, stats like on second. every player, and it's just like, do it's you? Like, I actually statistically know. no. Like yeah, I can really like tell you who's gonna win every game. And you're, Nick, just a minute ago, you saying I don't know what to say. I mean, that sums it up. That yeah. sums up. <laughs> that sums up every week. Every week is like New. the end of a fresh divorce, yeah. and it's your first time meeting up with your ex-wife, just over coffee, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy, and and you know what? It you, always you, turns into you, like and then you you're order, banned and then you, from the coffee shop, and then, you order and, a, <laughs> and then you order a meal, and then you're both crying, and like you know, it's just a disaster. Now we like, need a pastry, <laughs> like can't just have coffee now. Go, yeah. go to Springfield go Scoops, together. man. You both get naked, but as soon as you see each other naked, you just start crying and like, <laughs> yeah, just walk right, away. <laughs> right. No, you Knowing what her, you're losing. You hold her for four hours and then realize that you are the problem and that you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and you wish her well with her dentist boyfriend. So in this, so in, so in this scenario, we all realize naked. Exposed to the world <laughs> that we shouldn't be watching the Jaguars anymore. That's oh, what yeah. you're saying. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. It's the, the Todd Wash or no. The, the, there's the the people who need to leave are the people that are keeping us from be, just as she's from moving forward from looking at who we really are and seeing the person that we could be if we stopped living for her and start living for us. <laughs> <laughs> the Jags. So too can need to stop living for 2017. Yes. And start living for 2021. Preach, sir. Mm. Preach hard, sir. New year, new me. Good, baby. sir. Yeah. You're never. Yeah. It's never gonna be like junior year of college again, man. I'm not got, staying. <laughs> I'm not staying in 2020. I got no, yeah, shake myself. Yeah, we gotta get the f out of 2020. <laughs> yeah, none of us are. Hopefully. We gotta get I'm the not, f out of I'm 2020. I'm not staying 
here. <laughs> this is getting very Deepak Chopra. <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars, they must achieve their full reality because only when they see themselves for what they are can they absolutely attain that which they will be. <laughs> Do you feel me, my brother? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh. I right. feel you, man. I feel right. you. No, so I guess it's glad to be back though. Yeah, man. Glad to have the this show is good. Back. This is fun. Um I'm hopeful. I think that we got a chance. Ooh. And if nothing else, there's always next You knew here? There you go. <laughs> the you That's that. the Jaguar way right there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> hopeful. Uh. Yeah. Um, I guess until next time, this has been uh, We're Talking Jags, first episode of the new season. Woo, Number one. Yeah, yeah. Number one. But we can be the jam. <laughs> and we're not doing the jersey thing this year, man. No, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to take a step back plays. from the if jersey. We were, if we were going to do the jersey thing, Mike Hollis would have been. You no, thank you, Mike. <laughs> we still end up doing the jersey thing after exactly. That's <laughs> what's about to happen. He just did it. I just did it. <laughs> All right, you're a jersey guy now. You take yep, over. You're the Jersey guy now. Yeah, and, no, and, no. and you know what else? Number one, that's how many balls are in play in a game of football. One. Only one at a time. Only it's not one. like no two. That'd be crazy if there were two balls on the field at once. Like when something crazy. Like <laughs> all I need is one ball. So it'd be like that. Really, it'd be like that really stressful arcade. Like some pinball rules. Like, yeah. like you sack the quarterback three times, <laughs> and you get, you get an extra ball. Fellas, <laughs> I guess it shows. Or like air show. hockey when you're just like hitting them like crazy. <laughs> Imagine tackling like the running back and the quarterback still having the ball in his hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna wait for you guys to go after him, and then I'll just throw it out to this tight end out here. This is Vince McMahon. <laughs> The he's, got people, he's got scientists crunching numbers trying to figure out when multiple. This is this is also this numbers. is also a testament to how bad the football product is. Is we're like thinking, what's another way you could play the game? <laughs> how can we get better? <laughs> Let's just change the game altogether. That makes it so much better for us. I was watching like Jacksonville Sharks highlights today, dude. Nice. The arena team. Now that. Oh, yeah. That's a low. They know how to play. <laughs> 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 Dude, there's a, a weird... And I fell asleep on a chair in my back Yeah, porch. you did. That was like, funny. Dude, this one took it out of me today. Yeah. There's this weird trend happening right now online of everyone trying to politicize the ratings of every sports league. Like, it, it's really weird, but there's like... there's Everyone's like... Look at all the NBA numbers that are down. And then look at all the hockey. There are people who are like, I, I love hockey now because they stand during <laughs> the anthem. And it's like they stand because it's. They have like skates on, you it's dummies. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, <laughs> they have to. All right, they're wearing skates, dude, first and foremost. Well, like, to the guys are on ice. Like, <laughs> they have nothing to do with what's going on down here. That's another good point, man. A lot of those people are from. They're like, like these other Canadians countries. aren't kneeling for the U.S. national anthem. And I'm like, that's very confusing. They don't care <laughs> about as much. See, that's the problem, too, is like, why does everybody care so much there about should be no, like, the anthem? Like, there should be like no like, what's up with, like, in sports anymore. I don't, it's not even that. I just don't understand why it's like. Now that you didn't do this and I saw you not do this, I'm going to vilify you and I'm going to destroy you. To, I'm going to tear you to shreds because you didn't do something that I don't agree with. See, or I think, I, you know what I mean? I hate that. I think what they should do is they should play the national anthem of the home country of every single person in the stadium. 
And then once you're done with that for like, so they had to start playing the national anthems like five hours before the game begins. <laughs> they start the they start and the everyone, five five a.m. national anthem. They start the <laughs> national anthems at five a.m. They're like, we're gonna just run through every national anthem on the planet, and you, everyone kneels or sits or stands accordingly <laughs> when they feel that they are most represented by the politics at play. That's what it all. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. That's if they don't really, I mean. Brilliant. A lot of people don't Thinking even care the, about America, let alone the madness. you expect them to stand up for the anthem. You got it, though. You're, like, figuring it out for everyone. Yo, someday we'll get back to sports. In 20, 30 years, they're going to be like, this was a weird... Um, Sounds like a World Cup. To <laughs> me. This was <laughs> like, the COVID years of sports are going to be like, yeah, you know, everyone was, like, playing baseball. Like, it was weird. and um, But there was, like, cardboard cutouts, like, in the... In the stadium? Yeah, like, everyone was like <laughs> filling the stadiums with like Minecraft characters. <laughs> South Park characters. Kids are gonna look at pictures that were taken in the stadiums during the And season. wonder what like, is going on. <laughs> just like baseball fans looking at baseball cards taken during the season, looking back and they're like, why is there? The whole thing with the NBA that kind of Disney weirds me out is that you guys like what the NBA decided was that there should be a bubble. Fine. But what you did, which I think is crazy, is that you took those men playing play in the NBA away from their families for like three and a half months. Like, you know, like, no big deal. Like, whatever. Like, you know, oh, you have kids, you have a wife. You know, all maybe one of them. They're, all, they're all home now. I'm, saying, I'm just saying, like, during that whole process, there was no seeing your family. You were stuck in a hotel. You were predisposed to what the NBA was feeding you. There like, was you couldn't all, even go get food. Also, that was only, like, there was only, there was only teams that was... I guess we did learn. I mean, we maybe learned, you know, I don't know. I just I think, think so. that, like, being a part of, like, Mom's being there, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, right yeah, I don't know. That's that's another time. Another story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next week. <laughs> all right. Catch y'all next week. Sorry to be real. All right. It's funny stuff. It's funny. And I am Josh Cobb.